At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You ready to check your feelings at the door? Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? We're bringing you facts and only the truth. Now, Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? didn't work out in Brooklyn for James Harden. If only somebody could have predicted this. If only somebody knew it was coming. Uh, the NBA, James Harden, I'm sorry, um, Kevin Durant and LeBron James picked their teams for the All-Star game. James Harden was last instead of Rudy Gobert. That's what you get, buddy. Um... <laughs> And Ben Simmons gets traded for James Harden. Who won that trade and who was the biggest loser? And this Super Bowl is in a couple days. We're going to give our predictions. And Ralph made me understand that people are stealing catalytic converters at a, at a very high rate. And then we realize we don't exactly know what catalytic converters do. And um, my son, Roman, I told you guys and I put it on social media that he had been in the hospital and we will talk about that in just a minute. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amson. And this is Reister or Wrong, the intersection where sports business, society, pop culture, society and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. So, Ralph. James Harden ended up traded from the uh, from the 
Brooklyn Nets to the 76ers. For, what is what is that? Two for the pink, one for the stink? What's that? Um, <laughs> wait, what's that hand signal that you that you just did? This one right here. Oh, oh, I thought that was some some something else. I don't know what that means. Um Hey, hey, hey. Some of us are of pure mind and some of us are not. <laughs> so James Harden, the 76ers get James Harden. The uh Brooklyn Nets get Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, a twenty twenty two first round pick, and a twenty twenty seven first round pick. This is after when I saw the terms of this trade, I almost dropped my phone. I was like, how did the uh, 76ers get fleeced so badly for James Harden? You gave up three quality. You gave up two quality reserves and part time starters in Seth Curry and Andre Drummond and an all star player (laughs) in air quotes of Ben Simmons. Great defender, great passer, great length. Can't can't score worth hell, but is what it is. For James Harden in year 13, the dude who won't show up in shape plays his way into shape. And and when when the going gets tough, he gets going. And all these nagging injuries, bro, under no circumstances would I have ever, number one, traded for James Harden, even though he was going to try to force his way out. And number two, there is no way in hell that I would trade all of that for him. It would have been Ben Simmons and the 2027 pick. That's all I got for you, homie. Take it or leave it. I do I do think if you're, if you're weighing who won the trade, you definitely have to look at the Nets getting um, – getting Ben Simmons and Seth Curry and Seth Curry kind of makes up for the fact that Ben Simmons doesn't shoot. Um, and you don't really need extra shooters on that team. It was always a weird marriage to try to bring James Harden in with Kyrie and Kevin Durant. They only ended up playing a handful of games together. And I never thought they'd get along anyway, because um, James Harden is sort of positionless and ball dominant. And uh, Kyrie Irving is whatever he is. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain him. I knew from the moment that, that Kevin Durant decided to build a super team with him in Brooklyn, that it, it was going to be a, a chemistry nightmare. Um, I, I didn't picture that, that he wouldn't show up for work uh, or you know, that there would be a pandemic in which he would find himself on uh, uh, the most annoying possible side of that whole thing. Um, but I, I look at what the Nets did. And I think that like they went from, being a disaster to being a contender. And exactly. I look, at the, I look at what the 76ers did. And I say to myself that they got better too. I think, I think it was a win-win for both. I'm not upset about the two first round picks that Philadelphia traded because we've seen what Philadelphia does with first round picks. <laughs> stack, Okafor, stack them and Markel blow Fultz, Ben Simmons. Like they, they have blown more top five picks than maybe any franchise outside of the Clippers. Yes. That's a fact. That's a fact. They hit on one. They hit on one, though. And and Joel Embiid is the man. Did you see him uh, with the RIP Bozo meme that he tweeted out yesterday? That was like. That was definitely a shot. If we thought there was ever a chance for redemption from Ben Simmons, it pretty much it pretty much ended with with uh, (laughs) with Joel Embiid coming out and letting us know how he really feels. Okay, Um, so. So who is worse in this situation, character-wise, James Harden or Ben Simmons? I vote James Harden 
because he's shown you actually no no because he's already shown you who who he was we already knew we 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 saw him and this has nothing to do with his actual personality how he treats people but his basketball character is low he's got low basketball character because when 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 stuff gets tough he quits he quit on Houston he gave half assed effort could you imagine the as much as Kevin Durant loves basketball him out there under any circumstances giving half assed effort no, I can't. I can't imagine Kevin Durant not giving it his all on the court. Yeah, I don't think that's in his DNA. But we have seen Kevin Durant quit multiple situations for his own personal satisfaction. Yeah, but but thing is, he quit them when it was available. But but when he was on the court, right? Like like when he is on the court, is he trying to give you as many buckets as possible every night? Always, always. And so when you don't do that. You are, it, it's low character. It is low basketball character. And he did it again. And I said it, I said it when he got there. I said, as soon as the going gets, gets tough and it got tough with the pandemic with Ky, Kyrie, he was like, Hey, I'm out. I'm out. I want to go back to Daryl Moore. Everything will be better if I get back with Daryl Moore. So if, if everybody, right. no, he if everybody right. else is crazy, you're the one who's insane. But he could, but he could be right. You, you're going to tell me that that wasn't like a volatile situation from the start. How going to Brooklyn? How, how are things going? How are things going without Harden out there? Equally weird. It was weird before another weird guy showed up. Listen, listen. It, you act like that he was in a situation where he wasn't supported, where people didn't want him there, where they weren't giving him the minutes or the freedom to play the way he wants to play. Like You're a basketball player. You're one of the best in the world. Go play. This is why I have never bought into the James Harden gimmick offense, uh, swipe through your arm, you know, get 15 free throws a game on and that's why he always chokes in the playoffs because he's more concerned with getting raggedy cheap ass free throws than actually going to go make buckets that's why he loses and he's out of shape consistently that's why they say he always run down at the end of the season because he wasn't in shape so so guess what i got no sympathy for james harden and he's destroying his legacy watch it blow up in philadelphia too it'll blow up in philadelphia too because that's who he is you use every single opportunity of james harden misfortune to bring up every single thing that has ever happened in james harden's career oh i know i didn't even bring i didn't even bring up the 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 lack the low character lack of defensive effort in his first Eight years of his career, just no defensive effort. None, none. I mean, like he had to get shamed into playing uh, a monicum of defense. Okay, well, it's a good thing you didn't bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't bring it up until until you said I brought everything up. I didn't bring everything up. (laughs) I, I kept some stuff in the back pocket, buddy. Look. Here's what I'll say is I'm, I'm going to address each individual situation individually. And when it comes to James Harden in Brooklyn, everybody acts like like when Andy Bernard showed up on the office and he was the most awkward character. Guess what? Like that was still a pretty awkward show before he got there. 
That's all I'm saying is it was not it was not a recipe for success. He wanted to go to either Philadelphia or Brooklyn. It, they end up getting a better package for him to go to uh, to, to Brooklyn. But it's name a single team that Kyrie Irving has ever been on where things ended well. Cavs. They got a he championship. Left, he, le- he left, but he left Cleveland. He Correct. Left. Correct. Yeah, yeah. It it did not end well. No, no. He's right. a bad. He's he ends relationships poorly. Right. He yeah, starts so out I, with the best of mental intentions. I don't even think that James James Harden, who's not even on social media, his problem is he he he's like Donald Trump. He can't be shamed. He cannot be shamed. Well, what do you make of that whole Woj thing of saying he wants to demand a trade, but he's afraid what people will think? Do we really believe that he's no, afraid? No, 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 no. He's afraid of what his peers will think. And speaking Nobody of, in the NBA likes him. And speaking of his peers, here's what happened when they were drafting the, the teams last night with Kevin Durant and LeBron James on TNT. Is he, can he, is he, is he, he hasn't played. Is he healthy? Who's that? James, he hasn't played. Uh, do, he's, uh, he's like, missed, what happens if he uh, He got traded. He's healthy now. He's missed the last three with a with a hand. <laughs> <laughs> See, and now we know why LeBron carries a clipboard <laughs> with him to the uh, to the hey, hey, LeBron, Oh my God! Right yeah. now, he's rubbing some ice hot on that thing. He's playing the next game. Any <laughs> 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 questions? I can't. I can't KD just oh next year play the clipboard. So. <laughs> His peers are laughing at him. They're not laughing with him. They're laughing at him because they all know what it is. You have reached a new low when the people that you work with who are also good, good at their job. And they're like this clown, bro. I'm <laughs> and, and Kevin Durant, who doesn't say much of anything, actually said, listen, I'm, I'm happy that people who want to be here are here. I yeah, am. It's we're we're moving. Uh, so did Blake Griffin. Even Kyrie Irving was was like, listen, I wish him the best. But listen, we're we're moving forward with people who want to be here. Like hmm. <laughs> that, that that's he rich said, Kyrie. <laughs> right, right before he sits out another home stand. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So I remember there was this quote that was floating around when Ichiro was, uh, had hit the major leagues and was just slapping these singles all over the field. And I remember, I'll never forget this. Gary Sheffield came out and said, we all could be hitting 350 if we just wanted to slap singles around, but we're actually trying to win baseball games. We're trying to hit for power, we're trying to do our job. And he just totally threw Ichiro under the bus. And I, I, I felt like it was a reaction to the the overwhelming love that people had for Ichiro and the way that he played the game, um, but it it became at that point you know an open secret that there was some disdain for the way that he played play baseball. I feel like it's it's been pretty well known since Chris Paul's years in Houston and right around the time Chris Paul left that LeBron doesn't respect the way that that James Harden gets buckets. Um, you know, I never heard Kevin Durant say anything negative about him, but now it's it's pretty clear that he's on that same page. I know that didn't Harden and Joel Embiid have a beef, but Joel Embiid has beef with everybody. I don't know if he's a serious person or not. Yeah. Um, but I I I feel like we're and and we know how Chris Paul feels about James Harden. It's getting to the point where he's just the guy that nobody likes. But at the end of the day, like he's he, what has he done? What has he done wrong? 
What do what you mean? You, you're you're talking about people. Imagine Chris Paul not playing hard. Okay, but here's imagine the deal. imagine Giannis not going out there. They don't respect his basketball character. They may they may think he's cool as a person. It's only relative to the expectation. No, the expectation you, you is for everybody. The expectation. You would only get mad. You only get mad because James Harden. If James Harden was like a fringe all star, but people are talking about him being, you know, him getting almost forty a night, and people are like, "Oh, he's great," and then you want to push back on the idea that he's great. We're talking about other people's opinions. He, Dude, the, he, the, he is the expectation unique. is that you are supposed to go out there and play hard every night. You are supposed to give good defensive effort. You are sub- th- these are things that are job that that are expectations of the job. So it's not relative to expectations. The, th- that's the floor. That's supposed to be the floor, Ralph. It just it makes me mad when he can go out there and get 45, 15 and 15 and people are like you didn't work hard. Do you think you could just fall into like a no, a no sixty no, no. point triple double, which he's done before? Like no, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's it's a little bit easier when 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 he made thirty free throws, but you know, it is what. It, but and and I'm not denying his ability to score the basketball because he's one of the greatest to be able to uh, do it. But I I got to take like three and a half four points a game off of his averages just for for those Houston years, just 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 for the gimmicks. Dude, dude, think think about how many free layups he got, like uncontested layups, because, because as soon as anybody gets near him, they they used to blow the whistle. I mean, like like it it, it was a grift, dude. It was a grift. It, it it was like putting a cheat code in Madden where where the other team can't intercept the ball. That's the. Th- but here's the deal, like it's a. It, you could technically say Steph hitting from 40 is a grift. No, it's no, it's not. What do you mean? What do you mean? It's not like James Harden was doing something that was, it it was allowed. Okay. It was allowed. He he was, he was making use of his skill set, And for the most part, his years in Houston were very successful. Ish. I just, Uh, okay. James Harden, James Harden is in a long line of players that I feel like once people got their hopes up or they got their expectations too high, it affected the way that they saw them forever. And it's just all bad from then on out. Okay. So was one of them. Alex English is another uh, Barkley, you know, like there's, there's guys out there. No, you cannot put him in it. He's a no Barkley went out there and played hard all the, all the time. No, you can't, you can't compare him to him. You can't compare him to Isaiah Thomas. You can't, but even though some of these guys, especially Isaiah, cause we, you mentioned him when we were talking earlier, not because nobody would mess with Isaiah. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But the difference is they all respected Isaiah and the way, how hard he played, but they didn't like him. Uh, but at least at the end of the day, like they they could respect his game. Nobody would be laughing at Isaiah like uh, that. But but here was the question: Who has the worst basket? Who looks worse in this situation? Ben Simmons and his fake mental health issues, or James Harden quitting on another team, bailing bailing out in that way? To me, and I can only speak for myself. It's it's Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons left $19 million on the table because his feelings got hurt and then lied about it being a mental health issue. Hmm. 
Yeah. And I, I, I don't at this point if he because they said he's showing up right away on this road trip. Oh, really? Really? All of a all of, all of a sudden, they they gave him some um, Lipitor. Some well, no, I don't think that that's what that's for. They gave him some uh, lithium and some uh, Xanax, and now all of a sudden he's better. Or there was nothing wrong. It's it's just, he just he puts everybody in a bad situation when you're talking about mental health because you want to respect uh, whatever somebody's going through that would make them surrender nineteen million dollars just to not go. To Right. You want to respect that. But there is a large difference between chemical imbalances in the brain, depression, severe anxiety that isn't caused extrinsically and just being upset. And if we don't if we don't draw a line there and we let people uh, if you want to talk about a grift, we let people cite, uh, you know, because we've we've had these debates. We had it about um, Simone Biles. We've had it about. Who's a female tennis player? Um, Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka. Yeah. So we we've had this conversation repeatedly, and I hate getting into like are they or are they not mentally unwell? Because you want you want to be able to take somebody at their word. See, but when it was clear that he just wanted a trade, and yeah. when that didn't work, it was uh, coming to practice with my phone in my pocket like an absolute diva, and then getting sent home, and him saying he didn't want to be around the team because of mental health. Like, that's not it's not right. It's not right. And we like this is stuff that we have to take extremely, um, extremely seriously. And, and he, you know, it's one thing to be soft it, because that's not an issue. of Softness is not an issue of morality. Some people, some some people with rough, palms, old, grizzled boomers who worked in about morality all they want. It's not. It's not. But when you lie, that is. That is an issue of, of morality to me. And so I don't look at what James Harden did. I, James Harden was maybe a bad teammate, maybe a little lazy, um, maybe a, a, a little bit hung up on what his preferences are. But like, what, what, what was anything amoral about it? Yeah. Yeah. The fact that he set Kevin Durant up and to, to sign an extension and now he's stuck there. So so uh, yeah, because Kevin Durant hey, may have wanted Kevin to Durant do something needs, else. Kevin Durant needs to own his piece in all this. <laughs> How did he Kevin was a Durant free agent said, and he left? Same way he left go, Oklahoma City. He left when available. He didn't do anything wrong to anybody. He left to go play with Kyrie. Yeah. And if you want if you want to leave your wife and kids for the girl who uh, like in uh, what's that Facebook movie, um, the girl who ends up burning your uh, the, your Valentine's Day gift on the bed. If you if, 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 <laughs> if you want to leave for for that girl and all of a sudden your house gets burned down, you have to own some responsibility in that. He left Golden that State. That wasn't to go Golden State wasn't Brooklyn. his family. They were they were the you know, they were they dated he was he got he was in a relationship with with Oklahoma and then he dated for for a while semi casually with with Golden State and then they decided that it wasn't going to work they wanted ir- irreconcilable differences and then he decided he wanted to move and have a fresh start on a different coast all well within his rights he didn't he no, didn't cheat he didn't cheat he didn't go try to start another he didn't go out for for cigarettes and never come back 
I, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I feel, I feel like Kevin Durant, him leaving the two ways that he has is very polarizing. And I'm not going to feel bad for him that players come and go when he could have been in a situation where they're on their fifth straight title. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. The Super Bowl. Is here. Bengals versus L.A. Rams. The Bengals are the underdog. They don't come from the flashy city. They don't come from an ownership that is willing to, you know, mortgage the future to win right right now. 
They got the the hometown hero in Joe Burrow. He's supposed to be the future, all of this stuff. Are you buying the Joe Burrow hype, first of all? And who do you have in the game? I am absolutely buying the Joe Burrow hype. Um, I do want Cincinnati to win. Uh, I'm, I'm rooting for them. They are not the better team. And I do not think they will win. But I would really, really like to see Cincinnati pull pull it off. But I want to get back to this question. Am I buying the Joe Burrow hype? There's no hype there. He is what he is. He's in a Super Bowl two years after winning a national championship, and he's the reason they're there. Yeah. He could have played better in the first half against the Chiefs, but he did what it he did what it took. I Joe Bur- Joe Burrow is who he is. He's a bad man. Like I, I don't think do we re- do we do we really think that's up for debate? Do we think his legacy's on the line already? No, no, his Early legacy 20s? is not off. Uh, his legacy is not on the line. I am a believer in Joe Burrow, right? But the whole idea that he is now up next in the in NFL, that he's the face of the league, like ignoring Patrick Mahomes is absolute insanity to me. Like it makes no sense. It's terrible and it's weak. And oh, oh, and on the TV over here on a side note, that that highlight when uh, Brooklyn Nets were playing Oklahoma City and James Harden was just going to let the ball roll out of bounds. Guy picks it up and dunks it. And he just (laughs) (laughs) that's typical, typical can't 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 win like that, man. But anyways, but you can't win with Joe Burrow. But the idea that now he is the face of the league and all that, I'm not buying. When has the league ever had one face When? When has the league ever had a single face? It's never been the case. It's always been a Rushmore. Always. I don't like you making sense right now. Um, (laughs) Joe Burrow's not Joe Burrow's not the face of the league, but if he's going to get to the Super Bowl in year two, the way that Ben Roethlisberger is, he's going to be taken seriously for the rest of his time in the league. And I feel like he's got more tools like Patrick Mahomes. Who's been yeah, to the absolutely. AFC Championship game three times in four years starting, and also I, I don't think been to two anything, Super Bowls. I don't think anything gets taken away from Patrick Mahomes, and I don't think any other quarterback that's going off in the AFC right now should feel threatened in in any way. Quarterback play is great. Remember, like four years ago, we were talking about a quarterback crisis. Yeah, in the NFL, that, that that there was this huge talent drain, and now we're talking about maybe fifteen to twenty teams having a, like a decent a dude, yes, have an yeah. actual dude. Nah, that, and, you and are that's right. exciting. That's exciting because imagine if that didn't happen, and we have this year's upcoming NFL draft where there's not really a first round quarterback, even though some teams might reach. Um, that's not that, that that would be very bad. See, I have the. I think the Rams are the better team. I agree with you, mm. but. I do believe that we're in a situation where we are watching, uh, you know, like a team of destiny potentially. And I and I don't know why I have a bad feeling about Matthew Stafford for this for this game. And it's not going to be for lack of trying on on his part. I just don't think that it's going to work out. And that is pretty sad. You know what I mean? Okay, so you're in a unique position because you have said all year long you've had a very consistent take, which is this trade of Goff for Stafford is not worth it unless Stafford can do what Goff didn't. And ultimately that's going to be win a Super Bowl, right? Correct. But that doesn't mean that if the Bengals win that you were right. 
it just means that what you said means what you said. Unless you're coming out right here and you're saying it was definitely not worth it. And Matthew Stafford's definitely not the guy. No, no, I'm not going to say that. I, I, I believe that Matthew and I've maintained that he's a good quarterback and he's probably better than Jared Goff. But how many wins is he better when you subtract a first round pick and they're more valuable in the NFL, even when they are lower in the first round than they are necessarily in the NBA, unless you have like yeah. a top seven pick. So I, so, you know, I, I think that they are more talented, but I just feel like uh, that we're, we're going to be watching a, a team that just wouldn't quit. The Rams are going to get up. They're not going to be able to close. And then we're going to be watching a 58 yard Evan McPherson field goal yeah. to, to, to win the game at the buzzer. All right. So I'm going to give you some names and I'm going to give you some things that I think are or are not on the line. And you tell me if I'm on the right track. Okay. Matthew Stafford, hall of fame consideration. It shouldn't even be on the table at this point. Shouldn't even be on the table. At the, Dude, at the end of his career, he's going to be up there with everybody who did make it. And if he and if he has a Super Bowl ring, look, no, one no, ring, I'm, I'm saying at this point, with like until this year, no playoff wins, we can't even be talking about the the Hall of Fame for Matthew Stafford. I, I okay, yeah. May, okay. Maybe after it, then maybe we can start to begin to have that conversation. But at this point, no. Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., the hype around him for his entire career, name-wise, name-wise, and some somewhat in reputation and behavior for away-from-the-field stuff, has been on the level of a Randy Moss or a T.O. Now, skills-wise, no. Like, or maybe skills, raw skills, sure, but, like, cultural relevance, definitely, but... Uh, but like on-field production, it's not. It's not there with with those games, uh, with those names. But he has the opportunity to get something that neither one of those guys ever had. Or did To get an early Super Bowl ring? To did Steve not. Young. So no. To didn't get a ring. Nope. To didn't get a ring. Randy Moss didn't get a ring. Yep. I don't. Odell I don't. Mike. I don't consider Odell on those guys' level in terms of his production so far. Part of that is you know whose fault. But uh, does this get him back? Does this get him back in the conversation as one of the top receivers in the league? Yes, yes, yes. He's going to get paid this offseason. He's going to be very strategic about his quarterback situation and he's going to go ball out next year. Okay, he'll he'll either Uh, be with the with the Raiders or the Rams. If yeah, that's why I see it. Okay. Um I consider like the all the best defensive players of my lifetime, probably Dion, Reggie White, uh, Lawrence Taylor. Um, gosh, in the the fourth one's maybe up for grabs. But if the Rams win a Super Bowl, it won't be. Would it, you even, consider even if they do not win the Super Bowl, Aaron Donald is one of the ten best defensive players to ever put on cleats. And does he he belong when so when people talk about the way people talk about Lawrence Taylor, the way yes. people talk about Dion, yes, he belongs there regardless. Yes, regardless of what of what happens. He belongs in there. He's a nightmare every single day. Okay. If Von Miller balls out in a second Super Bowl, like if he's the reason the Rams win, the way that he was the reason the Broncos won against the Panthers, what do we say about him? I think that that's kind of impossible because if Von Miller just 
tears the game up. It's partly because they were so focused on Aaron Donald that 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 he got some you know advantageous matchups. So I would still come back to Aaron Donald being being great. Okay, but uh, but but that Von Miller's a big game player. The last time that Sean McVay was in a Super Bowl, he was sharing uh, offensive duties with the coach that's that's lining up across from him. Yeah, this time, if Sean McVay loses to his former assistant, what will his reputation be? That 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 he's a kingmaker, but not the king. Interesting. That. And, and we all know that every that anybody who has touched Sean, Sean McVay's hand gets an NFL head coaching job. So and pretty much all of them are doing well. Right. Mm-hmm. But if they win and he doesn't, then, you know, he's like the stud who doesn't win like like a there's a stud uh, horse who wasn't a winner, but he's produced all these Kentucky Derby winners. That would be Sean McVay. Okay. Okay. Uh, do we give any credit to Marvin Lewis if the Bengals win? Or are we too far removed from that whole situation? Oh, no. Abs- absolutely not. Too far. Too far? S- yeah. Okay. What, what does Joe Burrow become if he wins a Super Bowl two years after leading the best offense in college football history? A legend. A legend, a legend in two sports. Okay. I think that's the, honestly, like at this point, that's all I got. I guess. Oh, the, the other one, the last one, Evan McPherson, Bengals kicker. He is, he has kind of got a runway here to be the first kicker since maybe Vinatieri to be like, beyond the position yes right yes he does and i just thought about that when i said him kicking a 58 yarder because he's called this shot a couple times i mean granted the uh second one against kansas city was a chip shot but but still the i but because was he's talked so much shit at this point in time he better not miss that 58 yarder buddy he better not miss the one that counts because this is the one that puts him on it it'll it'll be it'll be uh justin tucker then it'll be Adam Vinatieri, and then it'll be and, and and granted, not I'm not talking about all time. I'm just talking about playoff legacy. You know the aura around them. Um, McPherson, he'll be he'll be way up there. He'll be uh, you know he'll be Pat Pat McAfee status, and he was a punter. So, all right. And then my last question is. Which player has a bigger potential to spend a few days not answering text messages in their own living room with all the lights shut off, depending on the results of the game? Jared Goff or Matthew Stafford's old college teammate, A.J. Green? Mm. So if the Rams win the Super Bowl, who's going to be in a worse place? Jared Goff if the Rams win the Super Bowl or A.J. Green if the Bengals win the Super Bowl? Oh damn, uh, Jared Jared Goff because the the Bengals didn't want AJ Green back, so so you know so he can't feel feel bad. Jared Goff wants it to to stay in LA, so there's probably gonna be more hard feelings there. 
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Now... On to, um, oh, so my my situation with my son. This was a very hard situation because he ended up spending 12 days in the the hospital, had a perforated appendix. He's two and a half years old. Can't talk to you. All of all of that stuff. And my wife actually posted it on our social media. So you guys can go to uh, Denisha Danielle. At Denisha Danielle, she gave a good description of how it happened, why why they believe it happened and all of that. But as a parent, so the, the important part is this, is that 
We took him to the emergency room on the the uh, first day that he wasn't feeling well. Mind you, he looked perfect the day before. Have you ever taken him to the ER before for no. any reason? Nope. Okay. And so we took him to the ER, wasn't feeling well. Actually, yes, yes, we did when he burned his hand um, on, the, on the fireplace. Um, but, yeah, so he wasn't feeling well. Took him to the ER. They said, oh, it's probably viral, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and then they sent us home about an hour and a half, two hours later. Then a few hours later, like four hours after that, after I finished my show, he was looking really, really bad. And so I said, let's go to the let's go back to the ER. But in this time, we went to one that had a pediatric ICU instead. So we get there like 1.30 in the morning. They're doing all sorts of tests. He's frustrated. But he's not even moving. When they stuck him for an IV, he didn't cry. He didn't even move. He just was like, all right. And that, that was the part that was the most shocking to me. And so that was 1.30 in the morning. They run a bunch of tests, do multiple ultrasounds, x-rays, all sorts of stuff. Bring in a surgeon from UCLA. Uh, and then at 9 o'clock, they come in like, yo, we need to go in. We think he's septic. Um, all of this, we're not sure exactly, but we need to do exploratory surgery through his belly button. Turns out he has a perforated appendix. They have to give a couple holes, like they didn't have to cut him all the way open, but just a couple holes to get it out. And, you know, uh, he had an infection in all four quadrants. And, but the humbling part was to figure out after, right, is that he could have died had we just said, oh my God, it's, it's one o'clock in the morning. We're too tired. Let's just go to sleep and do it in the morning. That was the hard part It's just kind of dealing with that reality that that was the case. And so that part was just scary to think that as a parent, you make one decision because you're tired or you don't feel well. And then your kid is in a bad straight. So that was that's probably been the, the hardest part. And then just dealing with the emotions that come with it, you know, where he's not doing better. He's projectile vomiting green stuff out and he won't eat, won't poop, none of that stuff, won't drink. And then all of a sudden to see him come back to life. I mean, just 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 such a blessing, dude. Yeah, man. So I, for, for anybody who didn't know that you were going through this, you had posted like, um, you know, the, you'd appreciate any prayers for um for your family. And, and, uh, and, you know, I, I think I got text messages from people who didn't want to bother you, but I know people from all over the place were, um, reaching out to you and, and, um, it just interesting situation. Cause it's not the first time that you've been in a place where, you know, you, you've had to take a kid to the hospital and, and, you know, where it yeah. was a medical emergency. Um, but this is, it's definitely the first time since you have, uh, had, had experience, Yes. I mean, this is your, Dude, this is your this youngest is the kid. Third, the, the, sorry, this is actually the fourth time, bro. Fourth time. Because my my 16-year-old, just turned 16, he was in the hospital for like eight days. He had he got pneumonia, and it was so bad, he had a complete whiteout. The doctor kept telling us, oh, it's just the flu, just the flu. And then my mom said, take him to the doctor, and then demanding that do not leave unless they give a check x-ray. Give a check that's right. They're like, oh, my God, don't go home. Go straight to the hospital. So he ends up having to have surgery on it to to get the to clear out his lungs. So that was life threatening. My mm -hmm. my um, 
my now 10 year old had uh, MRSA in his blood. He was in the hospital when he was four months old for like 22 or 24 days. And my 11 year old daughter, she was in with an infection for like seven days too. And now, and now Roman. And now my wife's like, huh, because, because we do have a blended family. She's like, it's you. You're the common oh, denominator no. in this. <laughs> but it is, you probably, you probably came into it with a much different perspective, right? Yeah. Because you, you've been in this situation before, but still there is absolutely no more helpless feeling than your kid doesn't feel well and can't communicate to you what it is that they need. Yeah. Or and, that your kid is now in doctor's hands and there's nothing that you can do. That was I'm just sort of a natural parenting instinct to nurture that. Bro, bro, it, it was so humbling because you're like, hold up. I don't know this person. This person is getting ready to operate on my son to save his life. Like I had to put all my trust in God and in this dude. Like, yeah. I don't know him like that. Like, what motivation besides his own personal, you know, non-James Harden attitude and really and, and Hippocratic oath that he's attending to for him to do his best possible job? Like, like imagine he's if he had come human. in with, with the James Harden attitude and he was, he, he was having a bad day with the administration. He's like, ah, fuck this surgery. I'll, I'll half-ass it. Uh, just think about the fact that, like... So while you're going through whatever you're going through with Roman, you had a million other things going on. Your back ends up season up. Oh my god! Oh yes! Oh my god! Dude, the day we were getting out of the hospital the first time, my it's good because we left for a day, then had to go back. My back spazzed up, dude. I was on the ground yelling and screaming in the hospital, and and the nurse and my and everyone's like, "How can we help you?" Like you can't. Oh my god, dude! It was. Insanity, bro. Absolute insanity. Uh, but like, that's my point. Is like, doctors and people too. You could have a million other things going on in his life, but when he goes to work, it's not like me and you get to decide how much culpability James Harden has <laughs> in in his situation. He has to like cut open somebody else's child. Yes. Yes. And yes. in my case, it, it was a it was a woman who had just got back from vacation who had to yep. operate on my daughter and had save to crack her, life. her chest like, open and. Oh, like, yeah, with and, a little and bitty heart. Right. And so like that, it's just it, it is unreal. I'm, I've never been more grateful to be alive at the time period that we're alive, because um, there's a million different things that 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 would have just been like the end for your yep. kids. But, you know, because I, I had a kid that was hospitalized for a week, too, with um, with MRSA. And he's you know, he's he's 13 now. And it's hard not to think about that every single day that like, oh, you could not be here but i mean it that 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 it's it's crazy it's got to feel crazy to have been where where you were at two weeks ago versus where you are right now yeah and and that's where honestly where my faith has been the biggest thing is because otherwise you know you know the last two years bro have been have been a doozy buddy have been a doozy and then but but my faith is literally the only thing that has kept me in you know, in great spirits and able to just, you know, keep on because I, I don't think that most people would have any idea 
<laughs> what the, what uh, what the last two years has been, been like, and mind you, there have been some really really great things that have happened too. Got the show yeah. on Mad Mad Dog has some other stuff happen for us here with the podcast. Going going over to uh, to a iHeart, all of uh, this. So all of that's been great. So it's so it's like you you deal with these ebbs and flows in, in life, and you know. And just not getting too high or getting too low, I think, is the answer. I agree. I I agree with you. Um, I think that uh, the one thing that always sticks out for me is there's that verse that says that better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Yeah. And for me, my faith is like I I would rather relive the worst day of my life a thousand times in a row with the faith that like, this is all for something than the best day of my life before I felt that way. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, like, no, no. And that's, yep. that's kind of where I'm at. And yeah. And so no, I'm, 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 I'm happy for Roman. Um, I've, I've, I think I texted you. I was like, I will be on a plane. I don't know what I was going to do yeah. when I was going to yeah. get there. Yeah. yeah but yes, like, parents, dude, I would have been a burden. Yeah. Dude. And, 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 but and I, but you know what man. though? Do you know what though? I, I heard something. I heard a, a, a dude talking the other day and this made me think about you. And it was deep because I never thought about this. It said, pay attention to the people that when they know that you're hurting or going through things, if they're not hurting for you, if they're not there for you, like, like if they don't feel something for you too, mind you, some, sometimes there's nothing that they can actually do, but right. just the fact that they're not okay, that you're not okay. Yeah. And that was deep to me. And I was like, Wow. And it made, it made me think and, and reflect. I'm like, okay, am, am I doing this for, for other people? Am I, um, and, and all of this. So, yeah, so I appreciate you, bro, because I definitely know that if, that if I said, man, I can, can, can you come out here? You would have gotten, you would have gotten yourself out here. And I appreciate that. I probably would have showed up at your house with COVID that I got from the plane. <laughs> and then it been a burden sense. on the whole family, but I would have tried. Ouch. And it's the thought. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> Did you just hit your head? Yes. On the you hit your head on the knocked out. Is that Joe Lewis? Yeah. No. No. Sunny. Sunny Liston. Sunny Liston. Yes. <laughs> My God, that was that one actually uh, hurt a little bit. All right. The uh, well, let's get to this final segment because I'm kind of pissed off about it. Okay. So Ralph brought up uh, that catalytic converters are now being stolen. And I was like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, like how do cars drive? And apparently you can drive. And I know that this is going to sound novice because I don't know a ton about cars in that way, about the mechanics of it. I know how to drive them. I know how to buy them. I'm good at other things. I put the, 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 the screen you're looking at right now. I can do this. I can do technical stuff. I can do your little graphics and all of that. But but I don't know <laughs> that part of it. And he told me that catalytic converters were being stolen. And now apparently this is a national problem that even our government is having to deal with. I'm with you. I'm, I'm pretty useless when it comes to car <laughs> stuff. If I could go back and redo my life all over again, I would. I think I would make sure that I could ha take care of a car myself because there's not, there, nothing feels worse than walking into a mechanic and being like, it's going rrr, rrr, when it should go rrr, rrr. <laughs> See, I know a little bit more than rrr, yeah. rrr. <laughs> <laughs> And so, 
but so like i had a catalytic converter quit on me like 15 years ago and my my dad explained to me what it was then but i had forgotten so i had actually look it up on wikipedia because all i know is that without it your car makes like crazy noise um and what it does is it actually like converts the the gases that come out of the engine the pollutants and the exhaust gas into something that's slightly less toxic so like it's required to have on your vehicle but it doesn't actually um control whether or not it 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 runs okay yeah and apparently they're valuable and they're not that hard to detach from underneath most vehicles. Like if you are experienced in this, you can get it off as easily as you could get off somebody's hubcaps. So now car makers are going to have to seal up the like create like a fastener or something to like put it in something that you can't get out quite as easy. Right. And so the reason that I brought this up to you yesterday is my dad's got stolen. And I was like, who the hell would steal a catalytic converter and why? And that led me down this huge internet rabbit hole of apparently it's an international, international epidemic this year of catalytic converter thefts for people who park their vehicles outside their house. And I had somebody today send me a ring video of somebody who tried to do it to theirs, but they don't actually have a catalytic converter on their (laughs) on their truck. So the person just drove away frustrated. But I saw so many news articles and there's so many like police campaigns trying to get people to like register them or tag them or put trackers on them. Uh, I sent you an article of a couple of people who got arrested. Yeah. Um, Like uh, I had no idea, no idea this was a thing, but I guess you can get like 200 bucks for one. And I had called you on the phone and I had asked you, you know, why, what makes somebody able to get up at, 3 30 in the morning to go drive around looking for catalytic converters but they won't get up at 3 30 in the morning and go flip burgers and you looked at me like i was an idiot yes because how long did you say it takes to to steal a catalytic converter like five ten minutes max if okay you're good at it. so 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 let's say it takes 10 minutes max and then you can hock it for 600 bucks right that means you're making six thousand dollars per hour and, and, and people don't want to go to people are lazy as hell. It's laziness. It is quick hustle. Like, oh, why would I actually go to go to work for a whole day making 20 bucks an hour for for eight hours? That means I made one hundred and sixty bucks, bruh, bruh. And in 10 minutes I can go and I got to pay taxes. And then in 10 minutes I can go make six, six hundred bucks. Huh? I'll take these penitentiary chances, buddy. Not, we had, not not me, not me. I'm just saying that this is the <laughs> that this is the out that this is the rationale of these people. I'm just thinking about like you you meet your cellmate for the first time. Like, what are you in for? Double homicide. You catalytic converters. <laughs> like, come on. Now. I just I don't know. Well, I I just don't I I don't understand. I don't and, understand. And that. I don't you think have that, that you much hustle. Up, and unless you end up in like a police chase or something like that, you probably won't end up with a cellmate with double murder. <laughs> true. That's unless true. he's super um, old. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a red from, uh, from Shawshank. Yep. Situation. But so he, here's my other question. How, how do you know who to even talk to? 
if you got stolen catalytic and who do you go to how how does this industry work like i've watched a million different you probably have i bet you some of the shade tree mechanics are in on it some of the non-branded maybe even some of the branded uh because you don't know whether they put a brand new catalytic converter on there or not or whether they used a stolen one because well, I definitely the, don't because I'm all, the guy that says rrr, rrr, versus rrr, rrr. exactly. So if they know that the, that you can buy it for 400, that they can get a stolen one for 400 bucks instead of buying a brand new one for 800 bucks and charge you a thousand, they'd be like, yo, yeah, I can do it for you for 750. And that their margins are bigger. I'm telling you that that's how how it all happens. But you asked me a question a few months ago or whatever when you said uh, where where now you said I wouldn't even know where to go. And you said, well, if if you found because somebody found a bunch of kilos of yeah of, of coke and and you were like I wouldn't even know what to do with it. I would leave it there. I was like I know what I know who to give it to. Yeah, and, and I, I that's true. If 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 like three kilos washed up on the beach and I found them. And even if I had bad intentions, I would have no idea what to do next. I'd probably tweet it. <laughs> hey, I found three kilos. I would know. Uh, who and to I, give I it put to it out it. in would... like a, a poll form and I do it yeah. from the unafraid show account. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, so like even, even if it was Coke and I could get, get like 25,000 a kilo or something, and then that that'd be seventy five thousand. I get it off for like twenty for like for like twenty bands just so I didn't have to even like no here you here you go. I'm done with it. I don't even know what this is. You just gave me twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> but but I wouldn't even get get involved with that to be to be honest, because listen, listen, I'm not going to jail, homie. I'm not going back to jail. Yeah. First of all, for I anything don't know I did. How, I don't know how you're just freely talking about knowing what to do if you found three kilos on the beach when your house one hour ago was crawling with police. <laughs> you don't know if they left a bug in your house. You don't know what they left behind. Hey, I just told you, you, you I got no dope in here though, man. I don't, I don't do dope. I don't deal dope. Don't, but I do know people who do. I just don't hang out with them. So, so, so even if they followed me, they wouldn't even find those people. So can you can you tell the viewers and the listeners why your house was swarming with police not oh, two hours ago? Because someone uh, about a half a mile away had burglarized an apartment building. And when I took my son to school at 630 this morning for his workout, we actually left at like 605. So it was like 610. We drove by police cars out front with their flashlights because it's still dark uh, looking for somebody. And now they're still looking for them now. They must have stole something pretty important to to have a bunch of manpower on it a few hours later. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. You wasn't no cata- wasn't no catalytic converters. You you never know, bro. Say they put safe houses all over the place. You never know. Um, but uh, helicopter still there. Um, but uh, you guys, that is right or wrong. I'm George Reiser. He's Ralph Hampson. Peace out. Catch you guys next week. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.